Hey everyone, it's Blake Fletcher, my partner in crime on the show, the guy completely behind the scenes that makes everything tick and run and work well. My sound engineer and good friend Frank Leone has just had a baby and become a first-time father. I am absolutely thrilled for him and his wife and their new amazing baby, and Frank naturally is going to be taking some time off from the show and his, his day job and everything to be spending time with his wife and his baby. So rather than just take... Uh, two, three, four weeks off the show, I felt like over the next few weeks while Frank is spending time with his family, it would be better to alternate between episodes of the show that we already have completed, so new content, and then every other week we will switch to an old episode that I pick from the vault of the half hour intern episodes that I think is one of like the best episodes that we've ever done that I would really recommend someone listen to if they had not yet listened to the show. So what you are about to hear is an example of one of these. So I hope you enjoy this episode from the half hour intern vault. Uh, George R. R. Martin caught sight of me first and he gave me the thumbs up and he like smiled and waved at me. The actor who plays Jamie Lannister caught sight of me and he nudged Tyrion Lannister and Tyrion Lannister nudged Cersei Lannister and like Arya Stark and like they were like nudging each other all down the table until they got to Amelia Clark, who is the actress who portrays Daenerys Targaryen. And her whole face just lit up. It was like Christmas morning. I want to be my current self from this point forward. I want to learn how to play piano. Working with human beings. Drinking wine in the middle of the day. I want to be a fire truck driver. I'm going to be the next greatest painter. Just kind of work with kids, getting them ahead in life. I want to be a welder. I want to be a beach bum. I want to be a baseball player. Brewmaster. A winemaker. Professional snuggler. Let me mention those sweet, hot lavender baths and writing in the evening. What's up, everybody? This is Blake Fletcher, the Half Hour Intern. In today's episode, I interview Roxana Mehta, who is a cosplayer. So I personally love Halloween. It is my favorite holiday of the entire year. I love getting dressed up and kind of being somebody else, or even if I'm not really personifying somebody else, it's just really fun getting dressed up and getting to see other people's costumes. And I feel like everyone is just kind of a little bit nicer to each other and things are, everyone's really open and friendly on Halloween because of the costumes that people have. So I am all for the idea of dressing up in times when it's not Halloween. So we'll discuss how awesome it is getting to dress up at times when it's not Halloween and kind of the ups and downs of the cosplay life and the culture of the cosplay world and we'll even get to hear awesome stories from Roxana like this amazing experience that she had with Dar- Daenerys Targaryen from the Game of Thrones TV show so um, yeah lots of good stuff in this episode without further ado here is cosplay Roxana, thanks so much for being on the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Absolutely. I'm supposed to say that, right? Yes, yes. I hope so. <laughs> Thank I was you not, for having me. This is the worst night of my life. <laughs> um, so question one. Okay. Do you know about Fuzzberta? Do you know who Fuzzberta is? No. Should I? Oh my gosh. Am I letting you down? Uh, no. This is this amazing <laughs> thing. So I was trying to come up with questions for the cosplay interview uh-huh. and I found Fuzzberta on the internet, which is apparently one of the biggest cosplay celebrities internet wise. And uh, it what? is a guinea pig that what? dresses up in all these different cosplay things. Um, what? There was uh, Katniss Everpig. Oh was God. one of them. It, so like they all have all these great names. There was a uh, like Leia from Star Wars. <laughs> So you have to go. How do I not know about this? I don't know. I so, love guinea pigs. Yeah. Go and check out Fuzzberta <laughs> right. after this. Fuzzberta. You'll get some inspiration for okay, your Okay. I'm sure I will. Yeah. 
Um, so, dude, talk to us about cosplay. I think most people know what cosplay is, so hopefully we can assume that that box is Do true. they? Uh, okay, so yeah. It's a, it's a foreign word to some people. Okay, yeah. So let's <laughs> let's define it then. Um, it's actually uh, sort of a, a, a portmanteau that originated in Japan, and it's a combination of the words costume and play. So... so- the you Japanese just said about words like that people that. might not know. I don't know what portmento means. Oh, so no. What, <laughs> what? Uh, that means basically you're taking two words and you're forming one new word, you know, squashing both of them together. Okay. Uh, so, so yeah. So cosplay, uh, it should be pretty obvious. It refers to costume play, but um, some people don't know it. So. so in order to do cosplay, do you have to be at a, like a con of some sort like a comic con or Mm -hmm. whatever or can do people just have straight up cosplay gatherings this is all we're doing is dressing up and hanging out and having some beers or whatever um d all of the above (laughs) awesome yeah uh there's it's one of the kind of beautiful things about the hobby is that there's really not a lot of limits on what you can call cosplay um a lot of people are at the point where they're even sort of referring to halloween costumes as cosplay yeah uh so so yeah, so so all of the above. <laughs> it's actually a really flexible, uh, flexible kind of thing. Have you ever gone to a cosplay event that was not a like a, a comic con of some kind? Yes, there are frequently gatherings, uh, particularly uh, there's sort of be regional gatherings. So like in Northern California, there's like a few gatherings a year of cosplayers who just um, come together, like go to a park, have a picnic. Um, a bunch of photographers will be there and we'll all like oh my do gosh, photo shoots awesome. and it's really, really fun. Yeah. So, um, so there's events like that. Um, we also do, you know, sometimes if you have a photographer friend, you'll go do a photo shoot with them and that can be its own really fun outing. Um, some people do full, like full on, like almost like vacations where they're just taking like cosplay photos. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of actually actually a lot of options outside of conventions, which is really cool. So if you really wanted to absorb it into your life, you can. You don't you don't yes. have to like wait <laughs> for the few conventions a year that are near you. Mm-hmm. No, um, I mean it does help to you know have other people that you know that are nearby that also cosplay. Um, I know it can be kind of tough for people in areas where there aren't a lot of cosplayers, um, but I'm very lucky and I live in an area where there are a lot of uh, of people doing cosplay, and so. Um, so that's great. It gives us a lot of opportunities to socialize and do fun things. Yeah, for sure. So what do you think about Halloween? Are you walking around at Halloween just like, look at all these <laughs> basic bitches everywhere. What is going on? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I, the reason I cosplay is because I was so obsessed with Halloween. So, <laughs> so, uh, no, I, you know, I don't, I don't downplay that, uh, at all. I got real, I was the person who was really, really into making my Halloween costume. Yeah. Um, and when I found out that there is like, there's, there's more you can do with your Halloween costume. Like you don't have to wear it once a year. You can wear it to a convention. You can, yeah, do photo shoots. Um, that was what really kind of hooked me. So, uh, so Halloween is the gateway drug. Man. <laughs> <laughs> for sure yeah for sure. but i mean sure i have my moments where i look around and go like oh i would have constructed that better or <laughs> like yeah. yeah um but it was cool actually um at work this year i got to uh judge the work costume contest for halloween so oh, dude that's awesome. so it's definitely meshed together in ways that are really fun did people there know that you did cosplay is that why yes. you put your name forward or okay. uh yes no they they asked me to um I was a little bit embarrassed because they were um, starting a, there was going to be a Halloween costume contest in the office. And my coworker said, 
oh, well, we have to have two categories because, you know, the people who are amateurs need to have their own category because otherwise they're going to be too scared to costume with you. Yeah. And I was just like, that is like both the sweetest thing. Like, it's a complete compliment, but also like, no, that's not, that's, <laughs> you don't have to, you don't have to be intimidated. And I'm, you know, I'm, I have a lot to learn still. So yeah. well, there's a, a lot to be moment. said still for, for creativity as opposed to just execution, absolutely, you know? Absolutely. So that was a funny moment. <laughs> yeah. Talk to us about your very first uh, cosplay experience ever and I mean you already said that Halloween kind of inspired it but right. what really pushed you over the edge for you being like all right man I'm gonna try this out it was a convention and it was my friends I um, we used to have a really wonderful comic convention up here in San Francisco called WonderCon uh, it now takes place in Anaheim Anaheim stole it from us Darn them. Uh, <laughs> thieves but uh, so my friends were going to this this was back in 2008 I think um okay to be perfectly fair I had gone to San Diego Comic-Con in 2007 and my my then boyfriend and I dressed up but mostly I had made him a costume at that time so I hadn't really made it for myself I had made him a nightcrawler costume mm -hmm. from the X-Men and so it was really fun so I wasn't really dressing up myself at that time so really it was next year at WonderCon when my friends who were all uh, big Batman fans were going to WonderCon dressed up in all their Batman costumes, Catwoman, Harley Quinn, all of the great characters. And I thought that that looked like so much fun and I wanted to join them. So I picked I actually just picked a character that I aesthetically thought I could pull off, which was Black Canary, who is a DC Comics um, heroine. And I really didn't. Okay, I'm going to admit it. I didn't know much about her. <laughs> I, so I was just going to ask that. Yeah. So I consider myself a little bit of a comic book nerd, but I know that I am not like I, I didn't actually read as a child. So I, I didn't read comics, <laughs> but I collected comic book cards. So like you say Nightcrawler and I'm like, amazing. because uh -huh. I was so into the X-Men, but it's like, you know, I know most of the core and fringe X-Men people that come in and out of the X-Men universe. But like you mentioned Black Canary, I'm like, who the hell is that? Right. And I, was, I wanted to ask you anyways. Were you a big comic book fan prior to this? And if no, did you start to get more into comic books because of this so you can, you know, ex expand the breadth of who you can dress up as? Yes, you totally nailed it. Uh, there there are definitely costumes that I've chosen, like comic characters that I've chosen for aesthetic reasons. Like, I just really like the way this costume looks. I think it will look good on me. And only after that do I then go pick up the comics and start reading and become huge fans of the character. So that's actually happened to me a couple times. Um, and, you know, I think there are purists who would say, well, you shouldn't cosplay a character if you don't know them and love them already. But I disagree with that because I think there's a lot of layers to it and people can become big fans like i am now out of nothing and just out of the desire to dress up totally um yeah i did not really read comic books at that time no <laughs> well in so much of the draw of a comic book character when you're a little kid it will one is obviously whatever power the person has, oh, yeah. but is the way that the person looks you know i'm uh -huh. like wolverine is the most popular x-man and he arguably has the lamest power. He just has, I mean, well, he's also indestructible. So, I mean, that's Whatever, great. But, right. I mean, he's got some claws that come out. Like, that's not that cool. Right. But he looks really interesting. So, I feel like there's that draw. Totally. And if that's the thing that draws you to a character, you should not poo-poo that, you know? I agree. People don't, people don't know why they fall in love, you know? You just that's fall in true. love. You have that magical moment when yeah. you look at the, you, you pick up the comic and you go, oh, my gosh, this. This yeah. is beautiful, beautiful piece of art. Yeah. 
So after that first experience, well, first of all, tell us about that first experience. Like, what was the feeling like? Um, was there was there any change in like confidence in the way that you felt and stuff like that? Like, talk about it emotionally. What it was like dressing up and getting around all these people and and how it made you feel. Boy, that was a while ago. Um, I think ultimately it was not as scary as I thought it would be. Um, I was wearing a somewhat show-offy costume. It's uh, leotard and fishnet stockings. And I was a little bit worried about, you know, how I how I would look and how my body looked and how other people might judge me. But But I found out that actually once you're in the costume and you're wearing it and you're out there and you're having fun with your friends, none of that matters. And I think that's what really hooked me was like, I, I stopped caring. I, you know, it's, there's a certain empowerment that comes from it. So, uh, plus I looked at the pictures later and was like, actually I looked okay. (laughs) So, but there is an empowerment to actually being there wearing the costume in that moment. And, uh, it's addictive. Yeah. That's so cool. I would imagine. I, I, it's something that I didn't even consider until I was prepping for this interview, just thinking about that, that sort of empowerment feeling and like the confidence boost of, um, just being your cool person in your own. I mean, you know, you kind you kind of are like representing this person that has all this power and whatever, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, if that person rocks around, like they're a super badass, well then damn it, I'm going to walk around <laughs> like I'm super badass. Yeah. And there are cosplayers. Um, one of my dearest friends who goes by tallest silver, uh, she gets super, super into the character. And some cosplayers do that as well. Like some people just wear the outfit and act like themselves. And that's totally fine. Cause that's your comfort zone. Some people go all out and Silver will go all out. She will be that character for a day. She will not break character. And it's so entertaining. I actually don't do that. I'll sort of, you know, wearing the costume gives me a little bit of the edge of the character. Um, Wearing a Wonder Woman costume makes you feel powerful and more assertive. But I don't go all in. I do know people who do that and it's really, really fun to watch. Yeah. So talk to us about the the name thing like what 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 did you say your friend's name was tallest silver tallest that's, i mean that's silver. a you know a, a handle from way back so that yeah yeah so that's my point so um i guess talk about the like how many people have handles like that is this a really common thing in the cosplay world it is i think it used to be even more common so i started in about 2008 or so and a lot of people went by uh sort of screen names or handles at that point um some of my favorite cosplayers at the time uh which is crazy who I'm actually friends with now. A lot of these people that I idolized, Bell Share, Anna Aesthetic, uh, Ruby Rocket, you know, so they had, they had names that sounded very glamorous and, and sort of more like a handle or more like a stage name. Um, nowadays with the popularity of cosplay, I think, uh, girls are sort of particularly girls. I'm sorry. I'm a girl. So I talk about the cosplay girls a lot, but they're amazing men in the hobby too. Um, so cosplayers now, sort of crossover between modeling and cosplay. And so they'll use, you know, they'll often use their, their real names now. Uh, but there are still people that go by, go by sort of handles. And, okay. So yeah. you're saying they will have a, a straightforward modeling career on the side of their cosplay, not like yes, I or model vice versa. as a character, but like I model as me. So I want to be using that name. Yes. Or vice versa. They'll start in cosplay and sort of move into more traditional modeling or more like pinup modeling. Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot of a lot more crossover with that for women, particularly now. Yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah, that's really cool. Did you come out the gate with the name Roxana Meta? Like, did you like <laughs> right away day one? Yes. You're like, 
That's a good move. I like <laughs> yes, that. Yes, I did. That's so I did. cool. Uh, Meta, I really just thought was fun. I mean, I, I, um, it has a few different associations. It's, uh, you know, obviously the association of being metaphysical, uh, something being self-referential, which in cosplays is in some ways, you know, it's like you are a character within, you know, yourself or you are yourself within this character. And so that's very meta. Um, but Ooh, also actually that. in uh, in the DC Comics world, uh, meta, meta human, it's uh, it refers to a superpowered person the way a mutant does in the Marvel world. So it actually has some some background in the comics too so i went with meta <laughs> that's awesome i love the yeah. uh, double entendre that's so yeah cool. yeah um so talk to us about the the costume making process how long in advance are you planning a costume before an event that you have and then once you really start the execution of putting a costume together like how long does it take to find the pieces and paint and whatever else it is and to, Sorry, there's a very multi-part question, but then no, also no, talk about all the different sorry. steps that come together oh my for you God. to make a costume. It's chaos. <laughs> I, no, I mean, there are people who do it very methodically. I'm not usually one of them. Uh, and that, boy, the answer to that question just varies so wildly. Uh, it can be something that you've planned months and months in advance, years in advance, a character you've dreamed of being for years. Uh, it can be something that hits you really spur of the moment. You can plan ahead for a specific convention, you know, saying, oh, I want to make something really spectacular for San Diego Comic-Con, you know, so you're planning for a specific event, or you can just make something because you love it and you don't have an event in mind. So there's, there's, there's unlimited answers to that question, actually. Uh, are you something different every time? Have you done repeats? Oh, no, I repeat. I have my favorites. Okay, I was going to say, I know people who have made hundreds, literally hundreds of costumes. Wow. I am not one of them. That's that's drive. I really admire that, but I haven't done that. I make only a couple of new costumes a year. So okay. I, I rewear a lot of old ones. And I think partly to answer your question, I rarely actually finish a costume the first go around. Like there's always some stuff that's safety pinned together or double stick taped or just made out of a fabric that I didn't end up liking. And I'm constantly reworking old stuff. I have almost nothing that I consider finished. So there's really no answer to that. I'm sorry. It was a very well-worded question, but I have no good answer for you. (laughs) I don't know about the well-worded part, but uh, it sounds, so it sounds like they can take quite a bit of time. Oh yeah, absolutely. Some things you can make in an evening. Some things take literally hundreds of hours. I mean, I've seen people put months and months and thousands of hours of work into something really spectacular. I can't imagine. I can't imagine doing that and then not just wearing it every day. Like I, I you would, you would have to like show up to work th- that <laughs> week and just fair. be like, "Sorry, guys, this is me now. I hope you like I, it." Because I have spent a lot of energy on this, so yeah. you guys better deal. Uh, to be fair, a lot of those things are like impossible to wear like there'll be huge suits like iron man suits you know suits of armor uh or massive anime costumes that have huge hoop skirts and like lace everywhere and a giant wig so you couldn't really but um people display them sometimes in their homes you know have a mannequin set up with their with their costumes on display because they're their artwork sometimes oh man that would be so rad totally to like a, like a gallery like, like a rogues gallery it's yeah, super cool for sure that's awesome um, what you said that you have some, some favorites over the years. What are some of the favorites that you have of my own costumes? Yeah. 
Oh, yay. Well, Black Canary, that first comic costume that I made for WonderCon uh, is uh, just one of my absolute favorites. I still have uh, most of the sort of original costume I've added to it, um, but I wear that at least once a year and I love it. That's amazing. Um, I figured yeah. your first one you would look back on and just be like, right. oh, I was so bad. Back. Like, I didn't know what I was doing. No, it, really, it was just a bare bones thing. So I just I sort of added to it and built on. But actually, the basics of it were, were decent. So I've uh, I've really I've loved that costume and I've worn it many times. Uh, what else? I with uh, my friend Silver, who I mentioned earlier, I uh, did a group. Uh, which was the gender bent justice league. So it was the justice league of America, which is the big DC comics um, group of heroes. And we took all of their genders and swapped them and, or sexes and swapped them. So we were, you know, all the girls were male characters and all of the boys were female characters. And so I was Aquaman. Oh, that's who awesome. is one of the most maligned characters in <laughs> comics. Like <laughs> that is true. But, yeah. but, um, uh, I love that costume. It's so sort of shiny. It's like gold, like the shirt is gold and I have a big trident and I, I just like the way I feel in it. And I've worn that a bunch of times. Um, but that was, that was actually kind of an internet phenomenon, that whole group, which was really a, a fun experience. <laughs> was that your first time ever dressing up as a guy character or? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't try to pass, you know, I didn't cross play, which is when you're actually trying to, to pass as the opposite sex okay. or another gender. Um, but, uh, but it was, yeah, it was a very standard Aquaman costume and, um, I don't do that too often. Uh, but I like the flexibility. I like the idea that you're not constrained. Like you don't have to be constrained by what gender you are or what, even like what race you are. Like just, you know, if you connect with the character, go for it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and uh, and this was part of a like I said part of a whole group that was doing that. It would like there were like a dozen of us. It was really fun. We made a big splash. <laughs> that sounds so, <laughs> which was really cool. That sounds yeah. so liberating and awesome. What you yeah. were saying about like if you connect with this character, just go for it. Like yeah. who cares what sex the character is? Who cares what ever? They, I mean, they're totally. an alien. Who cares? You uh, yeah, know? Well, like, whatever. Paint yourself green uh, yeah. or don't. Yeah, <laughs> <Of course laughs> you know? don't, wear the costume without painting yourself green. Like there's so many options. Yeah. And I love to see people embrace all those options. Yeah. And I imagine that it, it events like different cons and stuff like that. There's not a lot of hatred going around. Pretty much everyone is is going to love on you no matter what you did. Oh, OK. I'm glad I asked that. <laughs> OK. At conventions. Yes. Largely. Yes. Uh, people are there because they're diehard nerds. Not always. San Diego Comic Con, for instance. There's a ton of people who are from all sorts of industries, but particularly the smaller conventions like WonderCon, there are, you know, nerds are in, in attendance and come out in great numbers. And so they're the people who you're, you're with like-minded people at a convention and it's a really great feeling of community. And just one of the things I really love uh, about cosplaying. Yeah. And I but, imagine that being nerdy for a decent portion of your life or not really popular lends you a certain amount of empathy. Like you're not the type of person that's going to want to hate on what someone else is doing because yeah. you have been hated on. See, again, yeah. <laughs> you'd think, wouldn't you? So in person at conventions, it's better. Uh, you have a better sense of community and people are more like minded and more kind. Uh, the Internet is a completely different story. And I do I do ask myself a lot of times, like, why? 
why are the people who were persecuted and who were bullied in school and as kids for being nerds, like why are they turning around and bullying other nerds? Uh, there's a lot of gatekeeping uh, that goes on, particularly, let's be honest, like particularly by men, um, particularly like video games. There's a lot of gatekeeping that goes on. And uh, Sorry, people what do you who mean are, when you say gatekeeping? Um, like they have, they feel that they have some kind of authority to determine who can and can't enjoy the hobby. Mm -hmm. So like guarding, guarding the metaphorical gate into the hobby, uh, video gaming, that's, that can be a big problem in video gaming. Um, and it, it happens with cosplay as well. There's a lot, I mean, people feel obviously on the internet, there's a problem where people feel that they're entitled to, uh, let everyone know their opinion, no matter how harsh to just you know, sort of vomit their words onto the keyboard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's, there can be a lot of vitriol and a lot of awfulness on the internet. And I'm not going to deny that. I, uh, I try not to let that ruin the experience of being at a convention because you do sometimes have in the back of your mind, like the photos that are being taken at a convention will end up on the internet and people who are not a part of the community or, you know, are not diehard enough to show up or, just are rude people like they will you know they might go to town on this picture this the pictures of me that are going to show up later but you have to not let that ruin your enjoyment of the moment yeah. um so so there's both there's a there's a great sense of community and there's a then there's a whole lot of ugliness that can happen and i i won't deny that that is that is a real part of it uh, as cosplay becomes more popular. Yes. You mentioned the internet piece and everything. I mean, how big can someone get in cosplay? Are there people who that's basically their career now is, is dressing up and having followers on the internet? <laughs> Very few. Uh, there is a bit of a misconception, I think, about the term professional cosplayer uh, to, to me and to a lot of people. That's an oxymoron because cosplay is by definition a hobby. Uh, and to make a living purely at cosplaying is almost impossible. There are a couple of people who do it. Uh, more often what you see is cosplayers making a living as uh, designers, seamstresses. They're doing commissions of costumes for other people. Mm. They're appearing as models for companies, for comic book companies, video game companies, or booth babes. You know, they're, they're making appearances at conventions. Um, they are, yeah, being paid to model, uh, other, you know, other types of things. So they're um, in the industry in some way. They're not just yeah, getting but it, paid to hang out. To actually say that somebody is paid to cosplay is a bit like saying somebody is paid to birdwatch. Yeah. Like, mm, but it's not, it's not the act of birdwatching you're being paid for. It's like your knowledge of birds yeah. <laughs> or like showing other people how to birdwatch. You can be paid for those things. Totally. So well it's kind said. of like that. <laughs> I appreciate the throwback to episode number one, bird watching, where we learned all you about know, that. I may or may not have meant to do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what, what, what will we be talking about in terms of number of followers for some of the more popular people in oh, cosplay? Man. God, a million, you know. Whoa. Uh, yeah, there are, there are particularly gals. Uh, That's what I was going to say. Yeah. I imagine the most popular guy is probably like four followers. And the <laughs> most popular girl is a million. It's so depressing. <laughs> Like there's such amazing work being done by men in this hobby. And I like, I'm always trying to champion that um, because girls get a lot of the attention, I think for being, for also doing modeling and sort of having that angle. Um, and I don't like, that's awesome. If you can, if you can get 500,000, 800,000 followers on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, like 
from doing this more power to you like mm-hmm. i am impressed yeah. <laughs> seriously impressive um and i'm friends with a lot of those girls uh women and you know i i have a lot of respect for that but uh, but there's really it really sort of runs the whole gamut from people with 800,000 followers to people with 200 followers and uh the quality of the work can be amazing either way and the people's investment in the hobby can be really deep either way yeah so it's an interesting uh spectrum when you're actually at the events what percentage of cosplayers are guys versus girls huh i don't know maybe two-thirds girls one-third guys wow that's so interesting but i imagine at the entire convention overall there's more men there just a lot of them don't dress up they just show up in a t-shirt and that's jeans. the cool thing is that's not necessarily true anymore okay i think i think when i started eight years ago i mean 10 years ago 20 years ago that might have been the case and i think you know i was talking about the sort of gatekeeping thing i think some um men still sort of have that feeling of like it nerd certain certain nerdy things being a boys club but uh a lot of women are really into comics and really into nerdy stuff and you know probably have been all along you know they probably have been all along and just didn't feel like they could admit it (laughs) but the great thing is like we can all admit it now we can all go to the conventions and completely let the nerd cat out of the bag (laughs) so so really actually there's an awesome mix of people from all walks of life all genders all of that stuff at cons now, which is really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. How about, so for regular Halloween, yeah. I remember uh, I had a, a lot of my best friends in college were were girls. And I was with girls that would, at Halloween, none of them, like, if they, let's say, dressed up as a nurse, they dressed up as like an actual, like, ICU nurse or something. Like, none of them were dressing up as like <laughs> sexy. sexy nurse. Yeah, it's like, oh, well, it's Halloween. Like, I'm going to wear my costume. And, uh, and therefore when we would go out, like they would hate on the girls who were dressed up like, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, this freaking girl over here with, you know, her boobs pushed up Uh, and whatever. Is that, is it like that in the cosplay community where there's kind of like a, um, an animosity between the women who try to do like a non sexy, Mm -hmm. straightforward costume versus the ones who will play more sexy characters or because we're all part of the cosplay community together we're kind of banding together a little bit more than just women out on the street would on Halloween night. Yeah. Yeah. Um, again, actually the answer is both. Um, this community has grown really large and there really is a lot of variety in the way that people, uh, react with each other and interact with each other. Uh, yes, there is totally the contingent of people who put girls down for showing their boobs and doing the sexy costumes. That is a, that is definitely a major problem. I consider it a problem because as a total feminist, like total, the total modern feminist, I'm over here going like girl can show off whatever she wants. Like, you know, you got the boobs, like show, show us the boobs. Like it's all good. Whatever you want to do and whatever you're comfortable with. So there's, there's people who are, um, really against that and sort of doing that, you know, that Halloween thing that you're talking about. So hard because you don't want, like, if only we could all just be like normal people, the whole thing, your point about like, come on, show off the boobs. It's because we like, I, someone who grew up with a sister and Uh a mom and friends who were girls and stuff. Like, I think that it's cool like as well. And to to be able to go up and like high five that girl and be like, hell yeah, you got this badass cotton. Like, 
that girl should not be like objectified and made to feel like weird by some yeah. creepy dude ogling her in the corner and that's yeah. like its own oh, bless your inescapable heart. problem i guess you know <laughs> yeah that's exactly how it is that's exactly how it is and a lot of those gals who do choose to show off a lot even if they're being completely accurate to the source material you know a lot of comic book costumes are really skimpy a lot of anime costumes are really skimpy and uh, even girls who are being accurate to the source material still get, you know, sort of degraded by people who are sort of just, uh, yeah, just insulted by people who don't think that that's appropriate. And I, I'm totally in the camp of you do you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hell and I yeah, and I love a well-made costume and I love somebody who uh, is invested in what they're doing and who loves what they're doing and whatever the heck you're wearing. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so but yeah. There, there's both sides of that. There's the people who really defend skimpy costumes, and then there's the people who really are against them and think that it, they're uh, degrading. Yeah. So there's, there's both. It's unfortunate. Yeah. It should be a PSA. Yeah. People need to see to stop hating on everything all the time. I, stop I, your uh, internet hating. Stop your real life hating. <laughs> and all the guys out there being creepy as hell all the time, just stop being creepy. I literally wrote. I literally have written articles on this. I wrote for a comic book uh, fan site. Uh, called Comic Impact for a while, and I actually have articles about that. I used to write editorial pieces that that are literally like, stop hating, yeah. <laughs> like stop hating on the cosplay girl who is new to the hobby. Stop hating on her because she's wearing something skimpy. Like, bring her in, be supportive, like let her join into what we're doing. Just because she's a woman and she's wearing a skimpy outfit doesn't mean that she can't, like me, turn into a total fan, like diehard fan. Totally. And it's a lot of it is about what the community is is showing her like what kind of welcome we're giving those people. So I, yeah, I'm a big advocate of like, come on in. The water's fine. Yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, but there's, there's, there's strife. Yeah. Who are, who <laughs> are you to say what someone else should be getting out yeah. of something? This idea of like, oh, well, this is what I get out of co- Like, I, I hate this in any sort of hobby or arena mm. where people are like, Oh, uh, like for the cosplay example, like this is what I get out of cosplay. The fact that I take it really seriously and you're not taking it really seriously, which means you're blowing it. Yeah. And it's like, no, man, like I'm just not doing it the same as you. That's yep. all there is to it. I, uh, yes, yeah, man. It's like that. Uh, it's, it's just it's like, like, it's how like much that. hate mail did you get for that article about not hating? Oh, hate mail. No, not so much as just comment. Don't read the comments. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Always the, a comments, bad idea. the comments i mean it's it's a constant dialogue there are constantly dialogues happening within our community especially as it's grown cosplay has taken off like crazy there's so many new people who have joined since i started and there's a lot of dialogues happening about all of these issues all the time and i i you know i think that's a good thing you know that we're discussing these things that are really important to our community, but it can be really exhausting. Like, I don't really want like, are we really having this discussion again? Like about the girl who is, yeah, is wearing the bikini costume. Like, can we just let her be awesome and enjoy herself? Like, can we really have to have this conversation again? A lot of people just put their foots, their foots down. (laughs) They put their feet down on their pages and just say like, no hating. Like I I will ban you. I will delete you. It is not allowed here. And, uh, uh, yeah, I call people out. My first instinct is like, hey, you know that the girl who is wearing that costume can probably read what you're saying. And a lot of people don't comprehend that. They're not thinking that Yeah. when they make the comment like, oh, like this is a real person. Totally. Uh, so sometimes that works. And then sometimes you just have to delete it. Yeah. <laughs> so there's there's uh, interesting levels to all of this. But I'm glad that the dialogue is still happening. And I'm glad to see that there are a lot of advocates for 
You do you. Have fun. It's called play, cosplay. Yeah. <laughs> like get out there and enjoy yourself because it's it's all about having fun ultimately. Well said. So that is definitely the core of it. Absolutely. Yeah. If only we could end on that note, but I have more questions for oh, you. No. So all right. I can come back around to that if you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll try to have some sort of other the more you know right. moment at the end yeah. of this. Um <laughs> so what is your favorite uh event to go to? <gasps> Dragon Con. Dragon Con is That's so much fun. Atlanta? It is. Good job. Yes. I got a friend out in could, Atlanta. Was, yeah. Could I be more condescending? <laughs> Good job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dragon Con is amazing. I only started going in the last couple of years and there's nothing like it. It is the penultimate nerd gathering. The really truly amazing thing about Dragon Con is I would say 50%, if not more, of the attendees are dressed up like they're cosplayers, they're costumers. Uh, so that's amazing to go to a convention and like, it feels like everybody you're looking at is in some kind of costume, which is really a feeling like no other, like, these are my people (laughs) have found my tribe. Uh, Dragon Con is wonderful. That's so cool. It's really wonderful. It's very, it's sort of a big party. It's a big nerd party all weekend, uh, Labor Day weekend every year. And, uh, um, yeah, I always come home exhausted and exhilarated. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so I really recommend anybody who can make it over there to try to attend. It's, there's nothing else like it, and you'll see some of the most amazing costumes on this planet. What yeah. are the most amazing costumes you've ever seen? But let's talk about this Dragon <gasps> oh Con. Gosh. That way we don't have to uh, spend an hour here. Yeah. <laughs> at, this, at this one Dragon Con, okay, what right. was like the most amazing thing you saw? Okay, so... There's there's the category of like really impressive big stuff like the life size Groot, like silicone painted, full body on stilts like Groot costume from Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. where like like the mouth moves like with the person as That's they talk. So crazy. Yeah, uh, and it's fifteen feet tall. You know, twenty feet. Tall, I don't know, fifteen probably feet tall and that that kind of thing is just stunning like really brought to life like this is this is actually the real life version of this character um that is always super super impressive and then i have my moments where i really appreciate good like construction beautiful construction or really accurate construction of a costume because that's its own sort of nerd yeah nerd factor so for me a really really beautifully made Arwen costume from Lord of the Rings or any of the Lord of the Rings costumes. Mm. You know, I know a lot about those costumes, so I know what it looks like when somebody has done it down to the types of stitching used and the type of fabric used. And like, that is the moment that for me where I go, Oh my God, like you hand did that embroidery to specifically match the actual, like you, you did it from scratch and it's exact. And those are the moments for me. You knew how the high elf (laughs) stitchers did it in middle earth. It's very impressive. I love it. I love it. I'm like swooning. Like even just talking about it. You get to nerd out on so many levels. Yeah, you know, totally. That's great. Totally. Um, what has been the best experience that you've had in your entire life of cosplaying has there been any like really unique experience where um that that getting into cosplay it kind of invited into your life yeah for sure uh two things first of all getting to meet the creators of the characters is amazing um a lot of particularly comic creators are really really supportive of cosplayers and of the cosplay community and i have met so many amazing 
people and people that I'm huge fans of because I'm dressed up in costume. Um, uh, you know, in comics, um, Amanda Connor is one of my favorite DC artists. And I was able to meet her in costume as Black Canary, who's a character that she has drawn many times. And like, she is the one who like, she got out of her booth to come take a picture of me, you know, Whoa. like those moments you could not experience if you weren't in cosplay. I think, you know, you stand out from the crowd in a way that is um, really, I think, really gratifying for the creators. And and also for for actors who portray certain characters, like to see themselves mirrored in a cosplayer is, I think, a really amazing experience. It's um, cool I because think, you can tell how cool the experience is on both sides. You know, yes. it's not like just one person is being really gratified by the experience. Both people are yes. having this equally high point. Oh, my gosh. OK, I'm like fanning my hand in front of my face again. Like, OK, <laughs> I have to tell you this one story. So I was at Comic-Con one year, uh, the very first year that Game of Thrones was on HBO and I had dressed as Daenerys Targaryen and um, that was definitely one of those like last minute costumes like I'm so I'm so inspired I have to make it so I like I worked for a week straight and made this costume from scratch um, and I happened to be in the right place at the right time when at San Diego Comic-Con uh, George R. R. Martin and a lot of the characters uh, the cast from the show were coming to do a big signing Irma and you know Gerd. to get Ermagerd <laughs> like to get tickets to a signing like you have to plan ahead and you know that's its own thing and I didn't have tickets but I but I happened to be just like at the edge of the crowd when all of the actors and George R. R. Martin filed out into their seats and uh, George R. R. Martin caught sight of me first and he gave me the thumbs up and he like smiled and waved at me and then um, the actor who plays Jamie Lannister caught sight of me and he nudged the person next to him. I think it was Tyrion Lannister and Tyrion Lannister nudged Cersei Lannister and like Arya Stark. And like they were like nudging each other all down the table until they got to Daenerys Targaryen, Amelia Clark, who who is the actress who portrays Daenerys Targaryen. Um, and they like nudged her and pointed to me and I've. <laughs> like I've I, I you know probably she hadn't really seen any cosplayers this was early on she probably hadn't seen that many cosplayers of the character and her whole face just lit up it was like Christmas morning and oh like she just God. like smiles at me and I can see her like she's pretty far away from me but I can see her mouth you look beautiful and like and I think I I think I mouthed back like thank you so much and I blew her a kiss and like like there's that that's the coolest I would thing never, you know i would never have life. that experience and unless i was in costume you should have maybe just killed yourself right after I that, know, that I it's know. all downhill after that <laughs> like i still denarius stormborn is the most yeah. beautiful woman on the she, face of the planet oh my god that smile like i could have melted yeah. i'm surprised i didn't melt right there and you had jamie like, lannister right there. i mean I'm you've like, got it going they on were like all like nudging each other and like pointing to me yeah oh my god except for seriously did you just be like did you just like scrunch hey, your nose up at she Cersei is really sweet like, actually that actress is very sweet so. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um all right roxana let's give people some advice if this all sounds appealing to them and they yes. would like to try going to a cosplay event near them what are some pointers that you've like come up with over the years that maybe if you could go back and do anything differently um, that you would do and just general advice for someone getting started? Yeah, totally. Um, I actually think I got into the hobby fairly easily. I, I don't particularly think that there was anything I did horribly wrong, but I certainly know that in the climate, in the current climate of cosplay, which is that it's very popular, it's a very popular hobby and there are a lot of 
uh, people who are very uh, sort of visible in the hobby, especially, like I said, girls who have huge followings. It can be really intimidating for somebody to just start out. You know, I think there's this sense of, well, I'm I'm scared to compete with uh, with the greats. <laughs> like even I did have that to a certain degree. And I learned my lesson because now I'm friends with a bunch of them. Yeah. <laughs> like we are all people who are doing this because we love it. And there is nothing to be intimidated by. Start with a character that you love uh, if you want to, or like I did start with a character that you think looks really cool and, um, don't let yourself be intimidated. And if you, if that first photo of you makes its way online and there are people who make negative comments, please don't let that get to you. Like, <laughs> you know, maybe that won't happen. Honestly, like that won't necessarily happen, but I have, I know sort of starting out cosplayers who have let that really intimidate them. Yeah. And, and it, the bottom line is, how do you feel when you're in the costume? Like, how do you feel when Daenerys Targaryen is smiling at you? No, but like, <laughs> like, like you, it's empowering and don't let anybody take that away from you. Like you, de- you, you know, you deserve to feel that it can really let you out of your shell. Uh, it can really give you a sense of accomplishment to make something for the first time. Like, just try it. Just try it. I can almost guarantee that you'll be proud of yourself. Yeah, <laughs> when you do absolutely like and you might come join us please <laughs> yeah and you might get a smile from today yeah Targaryen, you might so you might well worth and it. you'll certainly get a smile from me like i yeah come talk to me i'll i'll walk you through it <laughs> uh, roxana where can people find you at if they, they want to online. say really nice things to <laughs> you on the internet as yeah to. yeah right uh yeah please i go by roxana meta on on almost every social media so i'm on tumblr i'm on twitter facebook Instagram, Roxana Meta, M-E-T-A. And um, yeah, come look me up. Drop me a line. I would love to talk cosplay with you. Cool. Roxana, thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you. Hey, everyone. It's Blake. I hope you all enjoyed the episode. Just wanted to give you all a quick reminder that if you have any ideas for the show, be that a person that you would like me to interview or just a topic that you would like me to cover on the show and you want me to track someone down, or if you have a question for an episode like today's or any other episode that you were kind of biting your tongue and wishing that I had asked, you can submit all that through my website on the Submit Your Ideas link. And I will either track down an old guest to ask those questions for you or find that new guest that you want to hear from. Thanks so much.